0: Let me tell you about the time and the day that I died. I had a memory when I was nine years old, and I remember my parents fighting in the middle of the night. My older sister Diane told me to go in the house or people would hear me. So I ran in the house, I ran to the bathroom, screaming still, just couldn't stop, and got down on my knees and closed my eyes. I put my hands together and said, God, If you exist, if you love me, you'll take me away from this life. Now I'm gonna to count to 10 and when I open my eyes, I wanna be gone. You hear me? And I opened my eyes. And I was still there. On top of that, your father also was an alcoholic, right? Yeah. And he beat your mother. So you yeah. had to live with that abuse as well. What kind of a scar has that left in terms of dealing with that? What did you do as a child as you saw your father beating your mother? The only thing I knew how to do was to just stand there and and be frightened. And to go to school with that trauma, to go to school being hungry, to go to school smelling. How did you
1: rise out of that anger of the injustice?
0: Oh my God. I don't necessarily feel like I'm out of the anger. He left me right there so when I gained vision and strength and forgiveness, I can remember what it means to be a child who was hungry. I could remember what it means to be in trauma. I could remember poverty, alcoholism. I could remember what it means to be a child who dreams and sees no physical manifestation of it. I could remember because I lived it. I was there. We would go to bed and hear rats killing the pigeons in the roof. I mean, loud squealing noises. We would wrap our sheets around our necks at night because the rats would crawl through holes in the wall and they would, you could hear them eating our toys at night and um, jumping on top of our beds. I always say that I was a bedwetter until I was 14, and I did everything to get food. I've stolen for food, I've jumped in huge garbage bins with maggots for food, and I sacrificed a childhood for food, and grew up in immense shame. The one thing that I learned when I was poor, and this is something that people just need to say out loud, is that you are invisible. Nobody sees you. You know, they say that the two most important days in a person's life is the day you were born and the day you discover why you were born. I absolutely knew I wanted to be an actor because I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to dream big and make a mark somehow. What? is that one element that literally helps that kid who has nothing achieve ultimate success. What is that one factor? And they always say it's one person who was a mentor. I saw Miss Cicely Tyson in the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, and I saw a physical manifestation of a dream. I saw something that I could put my feet on the floor when I got out of bed in the morning, and I had a passion that could drive me just drive. that's it. But at 28, I crashed and burned because emotionally I didn't get out. But as much as I didn't want to be my mother's daughter, I was very much my mother's daughter. I was still very much traumatized by the past. I very much was that little girl running from eight to nine boys who were always calling me, you black, ugly n- You're ugly, you're black, you're this it still very much was internalized in me and it manifested itself through low self-esteem through bad relationships with not believing in myself how did you get out of that darkness into the light into the dream two things okay number one there's a difference between having a goal and having a purpose it's a vision for a future that is living a life that is heroic. The other part of it is understanding your mortality, that you have a dash of time, and what do you want to do? How do you want to run this leg of your race? Everybody in this room, I'm sure at some point, has gone through something in their lives, and you've survived it. But not only did you survive it, you took that trauma, that hurt, that revelation, or whatever it was, and you used it to connect to give, to influence. I have a picture of you. Oh my God. What message you have for that girl? I have a message for that girl. History is not the past. It is the present. The world is broken because we're broken. Who said that all of who you are has to be good? All of who you are is who you are. How about owning it? Owning all of it, the good and the bad. Own every heroic deed and experiences, even if they were traumatic. Own it. And then you you seize the sword. No one and nothing can be great unless it costs you something. The living life for something bigger than yourself is a hero's journey. You have only to follow the thread of the hero path. Your existence is an amalgamation of every triumph, every hard-won battle, and yet here you are, privileged, blessed, to do
1: what? You know, Winston Churchill said, said many years ago, history will be kind to me, for I intend to write it. A heartbreak, a breakup, parents getting a divorce, a fight, getting bullied. All of these things then make you because of those experiences. Now when that happens, you are going to do one of three things. You, you know the whole flight, freeze, or fight. Now you know what freeze happens, nothing happens. Flight, nothing's happened. But fight, that part is born during those moments. What if I get asked a question that I don't have the answer to? One of the scariest things about life is a question. The the scary question can shake a soul up. Because no one's asked that question from you. If you don't ask the questions of what you want to do next, the world is going to put you in the box on what you have to do next. And you are rising up to their expectations, because you're not asking the questions yourself. What life do you want to live? And why do you want to live this life? Why is it important to you? Why is it what you're putting through all these hours? Why would you want to do that? That transition, when you go through it, and then the pressure part, when you said, here's who I'm going to be, where you declare your intentions to the world, this is what I'm going to be doing. A lot of times we keep things to secret. I think declaring intention serves a purpose. I think when you go out there and you say, this is what I'm going to be doing. This is where I'm going to be at. You officially have the world holding you accountable. That pressure could be good pressure to put into your life. And the identity goes from being a regular person to the next day. No one recognizes them. Haters highlight your weaknesses. And if you're smart, you're like, he makes a good point. Hey, one day I'm going to make so much money. I'm going to shut everybody up. That doesn't work. First of all, that's not going to take place. So you have a choice. Either you can say, I don't want to deal with divorce, live a small life. But if you can't live a small life and you have to live a big life, you have to understand that it's going to be pushed. And you have to figure out a way to silence everybody. Anticipation is gain. The more you tell the world how to manage expectations dealing with you and what to anticipate, you actually minimize a lot of the noise. We don't take the time to say, what are the values and principles that I'm willing to build my life on? And what really are they? What, what, What are you willing to really stand up for? You know, what is your core belief system? You gotta go really deep. Really deep with purpose and really deep with, if you don't move, what could take place. For people to sit there and realize, if you really wanna move yourself, ask the questions, go deeper on what life could happen, both good and bad. Happen to both of them and hopefully that creates urgency for you to start taking the next necessary steps. The gift of imagination and visualization is rarely used properly.
2: you're new to the impact secret podcast show welcome to the family to my existing family big up thank you for joining as always on this podcast show we shift the mindset through personal development and business i am your humble host ed for all you smart and intelligent folks out there that just simply means ed now pull up to the dinner table i got some stories to tell you know the slogan bet on yourself oh boy You won't win unless you get in the game and play. Three impact secret values that we are going to discuss today. Point number one. Work on your thoughts. Work on your thoughts. Value point number two. Flight, freeze, or fight. Flight, freeze, or fight. The last and final uh, value point. Activate your trial and tribulation past. Activate your trial and tribulation past. Today's show is entitled The Iron Man Race of Life. Again, the Iron Man Race of Life. Well, family. I'm ready to jump into today's show. But before we jump into today's show, another uh, this is going to be a running quote on the show. And it's called and I, I said it yesterday, but it's by Bob Marley. You never know how strong you are until you until being strong is the only choice you have. Again, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Let's get it. You know what, family? Those clips were were moving and very inspirational. The first one was Viola Davis. The second one was Pat uh, Bet David Patrick Bet David. I always uh, get, do that with his name because he has two last names. But one of the things that really inspired me this morning i mean it really inspired me family i'm if you can't tell I'm i'm a little more excited uh as well because of the inspiration i received this morning and let me unpack it for you so as always as you guys know i create the show, the the show the the day of I, I may for future reference i may you know do some shows on the weekend and 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 pack them in so I can work on some other things because there's some news that I have coming. So stay tuned for that as well. Uh, check for that. I'll, I'll let you know. But I really want to focus on on the show today. So we'll, we'll talk about that another day. Anyway, so why I was inspired? First of all, the Viola Davis really just arrested my attention, really just I I was just shocked. If you don't know Viola Davis, I don't know where you've been at, but she is an amazing actress. She is a actress. I first caught wind of her on how to get away with murder. And the I mean, she just I was just so shocked because I was like, what is this about? But when I first started watching it, I was like, what's going on here? And just the way she stepped into her character you know what I think one of the things is I'm going uh, Kobe had mentioned it and I think I'm going to do that I'm going I want to I'm gonna start reaching out to actors and actresses to see how do they get into their role Um, because I'm so amazed how they're able to take on a character or create a character and really step into it but the title of the show of the Iron Man race uh the, the Iron Man race of life, I that that Title was inspired because of this uh, of this morning, and I was listening when I work out. I, I listen to motivation and inspiration and business stuff as well. So that's why it's so easy for me to do this because I'm I, I make sure I get inspired. I listen to something positive first thing in the morning, so I don't put on any music or or any. It has to be something around personal development and inspiration. It just has to be. But anyway. I was listening to this and they were talking about the talking about an Ironman and I was like Ironman and I've heard about the Ironman triathlon many times, but I've never really kind of, you know, looked and see what it was about. So I I did a a quick Google search and Wikipedia came up first. And what about the the Ironman triathlon um, that really, really amazed me was the fact that so there's there's different components. We're not going to go in depth, but I want to show, I want to share with what really kind of just was like, this is really a testament of life. This is really a testimony of life and how life is really a iron man or iron woman, however you want to change the context, but really just, just the whole point of the obstacles and hurdles and ups and downs and Stretching your mind and stretching your body physically and mentally, and just, you know, pushing yourself beyond measures that you could ever even. Think of, and sometimes you can train so hard, and that training is not is not going to be the same until you actually get into the event, to you actually are in there. And now, the only training that's really going to work is the mental aspect of things, because physically you may have trained, exhausted your training, and and just really went hard. But the mental state is what is going to carry you over. That's why when I started this, I, I started doing marketing and all of this type of things. But what I realized is it doesn't matter how much information and training someone can give you around building a business or understanding business until you till you have the mental aspects of the the demolishing the self beliefs that you don't believe is possible or as you can purchase courses and information and become jaded because when you find out there are more, there's a additional upsells or there are additional items like they're not genuine. And really, when they say they really want to help you grow and get to that next level, you find out later that that is really not the truth. It's just really about a dollar bill or a couple hundred dollar bills. So I, I I share with you the fact of uh, the the Ironman Triathlon. Line, if you're not familiar familiar with it, here's just three high level points. Or really, so it consists of three things. It consists of a 2.4 mile swim. And now keep in mind, family, this is another thing that got me excited. Um, it's it's the fact that there's a time limit. So. You have two hours and 20 minutes to complete that swim. If you don't, well, I I guess you don't get to move on to the next uh, part, but a 2.4 mile swim, then there's a 120, I mean, 112 mile bicycle ride, which And that time frame is eight hours and 10 minutes. And then there's a 26.22 mile run, which is uh, which that time limit is six hours and 30 minutes. Just imagine family if we had time limits for the things we wanted to achieve. See, that's why I I understand more and more now that the importance of when you write down your goal to be specific, to not just to say, well, I want to be a millionaire. Well, what, what does that mean? Cause at a millionaire, you can, I mean, a millionaire is, um, you know, do you want to be, make 1 million or, you know, um, Eight hundred. I mean, nine hundred million. Like, what? It, I mean, when you say a millionaire, so being specific and being straight to the point is, and and identifying a time associated that you want to achieve it, regardless if if you don't achieve it or not, or I shouldn't say achieve. Well, yeah, if you don't achieve it, if you fall short. So let's say you're going for a millionaire and you come up five hundred, and you come up and you only make five hundred thousand dollars for that year. I mean, I'm not telling you to settle, but if you're only making $2,000 uh, a month, and now you're making $500,000 a year, um, I think we can probably consider that as a win, um, but we don't stop going. We celebrate to say, hey, hey, at least we took action, at least we got outside of our mind and we really went and, and moved forward. So just just think about that, family, um, about life as far as putting a date and time associated with the thing you want to, uh, to achieve. Going back to this this whole thing, I, I learned uh, something as well about again your thoughts. And Ed Millett said something that was important. That he said, "You you you will get out of life what you're willing to ac- accept." Again, you will get out of life what you're willing to accept. And I was thinking about a story that actually, I mean, something that happened to me as a little kid. Because as the more I continue to do these shows, like stories. Uh, I, I started documenting stories down and writing them down. Actually, I got that from um, the book. Oh man, I can't think of the book, but it's by um, Matthew. Uh, I forgot his last name, but um, he created a, it's a really good book. And if I find it, I'll bring, I'll bring, I'll mention it again, but he talks about doing your, uh, your homework and basically just documenting your days. Uh, so, and it's not something long. It's like a, a sentence or two. Uh, and, being able to look back at that. And one of the things I was able to remember is when uh, I would think I was about 15 years old, 14, 15 years, I think it was 15 and I would ride my bike. It was probably about a, I don't know if it was about three or four miles. It may even been longer than that. Who knows? Uh, But I would ride my bike. I would get up probably about five in the morning, uh, five, yeah, about five, four or five o'clock in the morning to be to the golf course by 6, 6 30. Because what would happen is you would have, and it was a country club. So you would have I'm I'm riding my little bike and you know you're you're watching all these beautiful cars come in. You're watching and you're seeing a level of success or which you in my mind, and even now I'm I'm like, wow these people are successful. What do they do? And what it, what it taught me of doing this every, I think what this was, cause it was during the summer. I was doing this every day and Saturdays were really the hugest days as a caddy. Um, cause I was a, a caddy and you would you would literally work 16 holes. And if you've never, if you never uh, golfed or um, been on a golf course, they're, let me just give it to you like this. Just imagine walking up and down hills, uh, either carrying a bag sometimes or uh, unless they had wheels. And I, I tell you, family, it was exhausting and it The thing that I started to understand was and watching other people that were getting these big tips and and getting the, you know, um, recognition and being, you know, being selected out of uh, out of a crowd was they started understanding the game. They started understanding the game of being able to have conversations about life in general, but also being able to be up to date about the, the golfing aspect of things, meaning like, Hey, which type of club I should be, you know, uh, recommend and being able to, to, you know, be supportive in a way. So it was, it was really about not just about the actual, uh, service you were providing, but it was also about the, um, the understanding of knowing what your customer needed before they needed it. And that was the, you know, and I, th- this is what I was le- learning from the older, uh, people that were, you know, doing, being a caddy. And it reminded me that in life, it is not going to to be easy, but it doesn't have to be hard. It reminded me that the will, the willingness, the willingness, the the will that I had, because I truly wanted my own money. I truly wanted to be in a position to not to go to my parents and, and, and ask them for things. I truly wanted to be more than what I was watching around in my environment and what people were doing. So while people were sleeping, I was up early in the morning um, on my bike going to this to this this country club. But it was also exposing me to another level of letting me know there's more to life than what I was seeing and, and the, and watching these people, how they moved. And it was different from the environment that I grew up in. So why am I sharing this with you? I'm sharing this with you to let you know that a lot of times we, 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 we put ourselves in position to say little things like, um, well, you know, I'll be happy when, I'm able to get this thing or a, a achieve this thing or be this thing. And then we get it. And then we find out that is really not what we thought it was going to be. That's why I've learned you have to be, you know, through my life, I've learned you have to be cognizant of what you ask for and what you want out of life. Because when you get these things and then you realize it really wasn't what i wanted that's why i always tell you family to start now if not if not today no later than tomorrow to start experimenting with things that that you're interested in that you love doing because of the fact of if you are working in a career and you get to that pinnacle unless that was what you i mean unless you have such a so much love for it it will put you in a position to make you question like, why did I make all these sacrifices? And that's one thing I don't want you to experience, family, because I've experienced that personally of working so hard, chasing degrees, chasing certifications to get in a position to realize that, oh, this was not what. They told me it was going to be. I still, still uh, had a passion for it, and still, uh, it, and still am passionate about it. But what what moved me was the fact of that I started testing out some of my other passions, like this podcasting, and I realized I also enjoy that. So I don't have to be limited. I at, at a point. All I knew was project management. All I wanted to do was project management, and I realized I was shortchanging myself because I was unwilling to open my eyes up to other to my other passions and really see if there's opportunities there. And so, what I'm telling you is is that when you get frustrated with life, as Pat Beth Bet- David has said you have that option you know you have three options is the flight freeze or fight and a lot of times when we take flight is is that we take flight because of a fear of not really feeling like we're going to be able to live up to our purpose. And then if we if we don't take flight, then we freeze and we freeze and freezing, which I'm working on family. You know, I did a show on it about procrastination and we freeze and we're like, oh, well, we'll get that. We'll get that done tomorrow. Or we never just take action because we're always thinking like, well, I want to get all of this together to make it the best version and then I'll put it out. And so that's why I've learned that you got to keep you have to fight for what you want. Like this show, I have to keep getting better. And only way I can keep getting better is continually to put out content, to continually to find better content, continually to reach deeper inside of me and, and, and to provide. Uh, the type of information that inspires and empowers uh, the family into a way that you guys believe in what I believe into me so much that I'll have the ability to, to provide you the necessary coaching because I have the experience. And a lot of times in life, people step into their passion and they want to get paid like today and haven't put out one episode or haven't even, you know, provided value. You know, there's 166 episodes of this show and I really don't know that many people that are willing to do this every day to get better. I'm, you know, right. I was reading something about mastery and it was talking about how a lot of people are so concerned with the clicks and the views that they forgot what they, they forgot what they came for. And that was to work on their craft. So for me, being able to work on this craft, because yes, I, I've, you know, I'm, I'm used to holding meetings with executives or, and being in that executive realm, but it's a different thing when it's just you, this mic, and I have to still set the camera up, see a freeze moment for me of setting the camera up and recording myself. But I, again, you know, you, you have to be able to push through uh, to that and understand how do you get better with that? I always, 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 I keep thinking to myself, about the promises I keep creating um and telling myself and one of my promises is that I want to be the king of this inspiration and motivation but not just the king of more but I want to be the king of business and not king in the you know, um, people are my servants and everything. No, I want to be a servant to the people. I want to be able to inspire. I want to be able, once you're inspired, I want to be able to show you how to make money online, how to find the career, help, how, how to find your passion, because you can get, you yeah, you can be inspired. That dopamine can be pumping, but after all of that is said and done, after we set up your habits, after we set up, you know, um, ways to keep you moving forward, then how do we get to that money? How do we get to that bag? Well, that's the thing that I've been really working on behind the scenes of being able to, to go and invest in myself to learn how are these, how are other people creating these companies and and, and everything like that. And I'm sharing this with you to, um, to impose and impress upon you the fact of, uh, if you are unwilling to invest in yourself if you are unwilling to to not just be inspired and motivated but do something with that information, you're still gonna continue to be where you're at. So I'm I'm I started studying the greats and studying the greats or especially there's a book out uh, by Dennis Kimbrell where I have the physical copy and I I wrote down on one of my goals today, I said, I gotta get the digital copy because I use an app called ReadWise. And so for me being able to highlight, it'll come up in my feed other things, are the takeaways because even people cause I was always questioned. I was like, I wonder how like Eric Thomas and Les Brown and to- like who, who, how do they stay motivated? How do they stay inspired to stay on top of their game or, or Kobe or, uh, or, or LeBron? Like, how were they able to continue to stay inspired and motivated and push through, you know, the, the trials and tribulations of life and continue to activate, you know, the past mistakes so they can, They can build off of that and grow and be the greatest player um, ever, whether that's in basketball, whether that's excuse me, whether that's in sports, whether that's in business, whether whatever that arena is, whether that's being the number one mom, you know, or dad. So I always question that and wonder how, you know, how do they do it? What, What 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 do they go about? What's that process? And that's the thing I'm working on of learning how to plug in the processes and being able to reverse engineer what makes other people great. So then I can take that particular piece and customize it for myself. See, in life, you're going to go through the trials and tribulations. You're going to go through the ups and downs, that pain, that pain, I'll tell you, is something else. And every day you have to figure out a way to compartmentalize, you know, how am I going to leverage that? for my good, how am I going to take that and push back on and fight for what I want, not for what somebody else wants to give me? Ooh, I think that's a shout bomb on that one. Basically, what I'm saying is, is that a lot of times in life is that if we don't, if we don't push back and fight for what we want, as you already know, people are more than willing. They, they'll matter of fact, they'll set up a line to give you what you don't want. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I have been your humble host, E.D. As I stated earlier, family, I will be I'm working on some things uh, for the show. uh, And once I get no, once I have it all together, I'll just say this. I'll give you a teaser. So I want to create a a. A business show like once a week, uh, still keeping the personal development piece, still keeping the habits and all of those great things five days a week. But I'm thinking of, of creating a business aspect of things um, probably once, you know, once a week or we'll, we'll see what happens. But that's what I'm, I'm brainstorming that piece. Also, some business things around the actual show to continue to you know make it better. But I will keep you updated I will let you know how things are moving You will be the first to hear about it uh, When we put it into play Until next time family Peace